0: Episode of the a Full Quoted Podcast. My name is Mbum Tani. I've Del Lace with me. We normally give you a cricket podcast. This is going to be the last show of our season. We're going to take a bit of a break after this. Um, and so we thought as a treat to pretty much everybody, I think ourselves and, and all our followers and our cricket lovers here in South Africa, we get an interview with um uh, a player who a person who's played in the previous cricket season we did our review last week so please do go check out all the all the all the all the thing all his thoughts about the entire season and we spoke about the three the four different competitions that were there but outside of that remember please do subscribe to our youtube channel at one world sports radio as well as on patreon follow us on the different social media channels regarding the England series going forward and, and the cricket that's going to be happening um, uh, coming down the pike. Tim, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. Um, yeah, As you said, this is the last one for before we have, have a little bit of a break. Uh, mm. Looking forward to the break, but um, looking forward to this chat as well. It's always good to get, get, get a viewpoint from, from the players mm-hmm. rather than, than uh, us just engaging all the time. <laughs> yes, so we've gotten we've, we've
0: we've been speaking a lot of Division One players. We've had Neil Brand, we've had Mutusami, um, and now uh, we've got a we've got a Division Two player. I was let him allow him to just get himself a set um, set up, and so it's quite interesting to get a viewpoint of obviously that side of of the competition. We've got the Northern Cape Heat captain. Aubrey Swanepoel. He's had a really great season. And so, Tim, thank you very much for organising this. Let's just bring Aubrey on. Hi, Aubrey. How are you doing?
2: Hi, guys. Uh, I'm all right in yourself. Uh, Thanks for having me on your show. Really looking
0: forward to have a chat with you guys. Uh, That's that's great. I think we are excited to have a chat with you. Um, Aubrey, um, obviously, I think for for us, you had a great season uh, this year with the Northern Cape Heat. Um, but for those of us who are probably, because we have a lot of non-South African fans and and fans from around the world, um, just take us through your cricketing journey. How did you start? How did you get into cricket, and how did you progress through the levels? I know you uh, did play some under-19 cricket. You played a lot of first-class cricket um, for um, well, Northern Cape, Griqualand, as well as as the Knights. But just give us a sense of of, of, of where this this journey has taken you.
2: Okay, yeah, I'll start from the beginning for you guys. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm a born and bred uh, Kimberley boy. Went to school in Kimberley, uh, matriculated in Kimberley. Uh, I made SA Schools 2000, first SA calls 2006, mm-hmm. SA Schools 2007. Uh, I was just unlucky not to go to the World Cup, uh, mm-hmm. with, uh, the likes of Wayne Parnell, Reza Hendricks, all those guys, 2009 mm-hmm. Malaysia, and they did really well. And then uh, I've played for, made my first class debut 2008. Uh, played for for Griquas back then. My first class debut for the Knights was the following year, 2009. And then I've I've played all my life. I've played for the two franchises, mm-hmm. and uh, from there I've captained Northern Cape for about 92 games, uh, and then now that it's a year, I've captained them this season. So. Just more, more general. I've I played a lot of cricket in Kimberley, mm. uh, so I've got used to the guys around here. Um, yeah, other than that, but guys don't really know. I was a captain of the Hong Kong Sixers 2018, and we won the season. Yes, that was what I was going to bring up.
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. So I was a That's captain then going to Hong Kong. Um, yeah, and now I find myself uh, playing for the Heat the past season and. Was mm-hmm. really really a great season for the youth. I think well led, a good good coach, and we'll chat about him. But I think mm-hmm. the guys that I'll mention in in the in this chat will 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 you'll probably in the near future have probably chat with them on your the show as well.
0: That's good. It's good to know. Yeah. Um, is Tim? I think I'll, I'll I'll refer to you, Tim, and I will alternate throughout this chat. So, yeah.
1: Um. So just to go through. In, in, into this season in particular, so the new structure came in. You told you we're going to play. We're going to have two divisions. We're going to have two extra teams. So how was it for you as a player, knowing that this new structure would be there, and at least on the face of it, there'd be more exposure for your for your guys. So the semi professional was was not not there anymore. It was a lot more. Closer together, if you like, the two divisions. You even had the uh, playing with the with the division-run teams in the first uh, T20 competition. So how was that when that all, that all came about?
2: Yeah, when I think when CSA started having these talks, uh, for the smaller unions, uh, it was probably something that they were looking forward to. Uh, for me in particular, I've played a lot of B-team cricket, if you may call it. Uh, semi-pro, so I was really looking forward to it, uh, having the change and knowing that the team that I've played off of my cricket for could Mm -hmm. have a promotion in the near future, but uh, I think CSA has really made this initiative to move from semi-pro cricket and have two divisions, I think will only grow cricket and make cricket better in the country, because as you've seen in the past season, I think there's enough cricketers to want to play in division one in our system if you if you look around the team in, around the system division two teams are not just uh, uh go by night team that anybody can beat if you followed the t20 stuff in uh, beginning of september guys division two teams are putting their, their their names up there and wanting to play in division one teams like swd northern cape Heat, mm-hmm. even the tuskers they, all the teams, I think, are making the the, the right signings because from next season there's going to be a relegation and there's going to be a promotion. So I think having having the season they at this season was unbelievable. But you want to build for the next for the next uh, couple of years. Mm-hmm. But like I said, coming to the restructuring for me, it was it was a no brainer. I was really looking forward to it. Playing cricket, not wanting to impress guys, just enjoying mm. cricket was something I really did enjoy. this season that's passed.
0: Yes, and I, and, I, and I agree with you. I think it was it was really great for us to get a, a sense of, of 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 the landscape of, of of cricket in South Africa. And the only way was to have that division two so closely aligned with the division one, so we could follow both. And on our show with Tim, we followed um, a lot of your. Um, a lot of the Division Two cricket. Um, speaking about your squad, and I loved I loved how your squad was always com- was comprised of at, at the Northern Cape Heat because you had some really exciting youngsters, but then you also had some some guys who had uh, franchise cricket experience, and and, and 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 that kind of added a lot more. Um, veteran uh, help in a division that was if you looked across all the other squads guys were trying to find their feet they had it was two it was I find it quite there were a lot more youngsters in the other team compared to yours but it it kind of seemingly worked because the Jonathan Van Deers, the, the Kasim Adams is yourself who has been in in this in and around the system for a very long time, pulling through and, and coming through and adding that um that that you know, being able to uh, push yourself away from all the other teams.
2: Yeah, I think when when our coach put the team together, Mark Charlton's mm. uh, a really good coach. If you followed East Trail, when he was with Northern Speed, he won serious competitions. And I think mm. he was the right guy to get in the heat. Uh, he came with the bright ideas. And uh, his leadership team was important. He had myself. I've played over 100 games. He had Johnny V. He's played enough. He had Ernest Kim. All, all he made sure that the guys that he, that, he, that he put his trust in to lead his team has already done all the hard yards. And I think that that's why Northern Cape should take their hats off for employing Mark Charlton as first. And I think he's a well driven engine wanting to win. Mm-hmm. I think that guy gives everything for his team. Uh, he only wants the best for his players. So I think that guy was on the field probably one of the better coaches I've seen off the field. He made sure that travelling was arranged properly. We probably stayed in one of the best accommodations we've had in a long time for Northern Cape. And I think all the credit should be given to that guy because he made sure that his his players was enjoying off the field and they would fire on the field for him. And I think that's what happened. I think the match winners that, that Northern Cape had this season was all because of he made sure that he believes in each and every individual that he put on 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 paper for that day, and I think that's what came down. It was some days it was my day, but I, mm. the other guys was like uh, myself, Johnny V, Ernest, even Jones mm. had an unbelievable season, and I think he's probably one of the better cricketers going around in Division Two. He's been probably I think he's signed to Division One, mm. so uh, the players that uh, that Charlie brought here knew what his role was and they knew what type of guy he is and that's why all my success and when people speak to me, I was I was down and out in the beginning of the season and that guy just knew how to make sure that each individual would tick on the day.
1: Oh that's really good. It's really good to hear <laughs> that there's, there's, there's good coaches in, in, around the country and across the divisions. Um, I, I've spoken to a few uh coaches in the Division Two setup and they say exactly the same. They said the work that Mark's done in Northern Cape has been absolutely superb this, this last season. So it's, it's really good to see. Um on, on, on a personal basis, on your your personal uh goals for the season, what were your your personal goals? Um if, if you just look at your, your four-day stuff, you were averaging sixty-two. was the four-day stuff uh an aim for you was that a particular uh format that you wanted okay. to target, or
2: so to be honest, I was I was thinking of just playing white ball cricket about six months ago. And that's mm-hmm. why I say again about if you if you follow on Twitter today, you'll or on Instagram, you'll see what the Bray Shams is tweeted, and mm-hmm. I think that comes down to a lot of cricketers. So he came here. And he opened my mind to think that I'm not just a white ball cricketer. And in the beginning of, of the season, we sat down. I said, I want to score about 400 runs. And uh, if I take 15 wickets, I've done my job for the team. And uh, I've, I've got to 400 and I think 460 at an average of 62, as you mentioned. Tim. But for me, mm. the surprise package was the season was with the ball. I became mm. a match winner for the team with the ball. And it's, I never worked on bowling, but Charlie's, uh, like I said, I'll probably speak a lot about Charlie. He always said uh, when we met in June that I, I don't back myself bowling. And he said this season, you'll make sure that I'm a different guy when I leave and I can take my act off to him. I left Northern Cape with no regret. And uh, that guy gave me everything I
0: needed this season. And, and, and that's also quite interesting because, um, you know, I think when you started your career, you were a lot more balanced, more bowling than, than batting. But then as your career went on, you became um, a, a better batter. It's just, it, it, it's about that confidence that you speak about. And, and I think to Shams' tweet, and I'm going to read it for the people so everyone can, can get it. He, he said that what's the one common thing that all players believe helps them to consistently perform well, being backed by the people in charge, I believe is the biggest thing a player can ask for. Back a player and see how he or she flourishes and rewards the team with gun performances. And you did that. Um, and and those gun performances started through in that T20 challenge, or was it not a challenge? the a T20? Uh, I don't know what CSA called it, but it was the earlier T20 yeah, tournament. Yeah,
2: yeah. I think where it was knockout
0: tournament. Knockout, yeah. yes. And you were in that group with the Lions and there was that there was that super over with the lights. but your performances throughout that uh throughout that tournament um really stood out as a wait hold up we've actually got some really gun cricketers in 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 division two and it was your bowling actually that 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 came to to the fore there um obviously it was new you had new players in that tournament, how did you and the team feel about going up against the, 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 the bigger franchises who are now obviously the bigger provinces?
2: Yeah, I think when Charlie, the first time we, we really spoke uh, in the hotel, he was like, mm. he made it clear that the 13 guys that we have here are like, he called us like the rejects that no one wanted us in Division 1, if you may call mm. it. So then he said, we are all equal and we're the rejects that no one wanted in Division 1. And then we we all decided, as as a pack, that we have a point to prove for the season, and that that's 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 what we did. We weren't just uh, walkovers, because like I said, Charlie trains like professional. We wasn't it wasn't like we Division Two. We can't do stuff that Division One do. We trained like Division Ones. We we made sure that we went to. So our philosophy in the in the year was one percent every day better for the community, mm. respect each other. And that's and that's one thing that we had this season. We had respect for each other and we always gave our 1%. So, one thing I'll, I'll tell you about Charlie, he was like the first guy there, picking up bottles. He'd be the last guy picking up bottles. And uh, that's that, that's what he spoke about, 1%. And I think in tough games that Games we should have lost, I think, four-day cricket. Mm. Those one percenters helped us. And when we were fifty for five in the one-day game, if we followed against Limpopo, mm. what one percenters that week that that got us to the semi to the to the finals? Goes building up. We made sure that we we ticked all the one percenters, and uh, I think that's what made the Yeat uh, a, a successful team past season.
1: Yeah, really good. Did did you and, and Charlie have a have a particular format that you targeted in particular? Did you say well, okay, we're gonna go all out on the four day stuff, or and we're, we're gonna be strong on the others, but we're gonna be all. Oh, did you guys go, You know what? We've got three competitions. Let's hit them all hard and and see see where where we end up.
2: So when Charlie signed these players. He said he's signing uh, four-day cricketers because his philosophy is that if you're the best four-day cricketer, you'll be the best one-day cricketer and you'll be the best 2020 cricketer. So Mm -hmm. he didn't go out and look, oh, I'm going to sign two two one-day specialists, one 2020. He went out and he signed, just made sure that his four-day team was well-balanced and that we're going to compete in four-day cricket. And that's probably why we were as successful as we were the past season, that he, he thinks that if you dominate forward cricket, you'll dominate the short for formats
0: as well. That's, that's, that's actually quite uh, important, actually, because I think a lot of the teams, even in, in Division One, struggled with that, signing certain players to certain formats and coming up short um, in, in others. Yeah. Um, I just want to take us back a little bit um, obviously, you've had a career since 2008 or 7-8. Um, how has it been mentally um, going through um, being in and out of the franchise teams, playing in that semi-pro level, trying to break through and not necessarily getting through um, the way you, you would have liked?
2: Yeah, so uh, just, just more inside, inside information about mm. me. So uh, in 2009, I went to National Academy. Uh, then I got banned for 18 months for illegal bowling mm. action. If you just look back, and then mm. I had to remodel my old action. I had to—it's like a baby crawling and then walking. Mm. And yes. so it took me about almost almost four years to find my feet bowling again. And I wasn't really a, a out-and-out batter, but like uh, like like the Brazos uh, tweet. I, I met mm. a guy by the name of Wendell Bossinger and he made mm. me to believe that I, I can become a good batter. And that's that's why I always thought I was stronger than a lot of other players out there. I don't say I'm the best, mm. but when it comes to the mental side of the game, uh, I I rate I myself up high because mm. I I knew I could I could play in division one for a lot more than the opportunities I got. But I knew that somewhere in life something's gonna give. And I think Mm-hmm. The past season I had, I'm, I'm really grateful for the man upstairs giving me opportunity to still walk onto the field and at my age, but I just think the stuff I did when I was younger, I knew that if I caught the game at 30, I wouldn't reap any rewards when, while I was planting those seeds when I was younger, so I'm now bearing the fruit that I planted uh, when I was young, and uh, I can think I can only get Better from where, from where I was the past season, and I'm looking forward to moving now.
0: Mm.
1: On, on on to that, I'm um, looking back <laughs> to something else because what you said about the, the mental side is very very interesting, very interesting. About having the the, the mental strength to get, get over hurdles, um, that's very important. But if we move move forward, what uh, brought around the decision to move to the Knights? What uh, what, uh, what brought you around the decision and how, how did that all come about?
2: So, uh, that decision happened, uh, I was I was hoping to move uh, anywhere in the country and then uh, when the Knights coach, uh, J.P. Trigard, was the Northern Cape uh, coach a few years ago, mm-hmm. I think uh, he gave me a ring, asked me if I'm willing to move. I said, uh, I think I think it's now or never That if I if I old, wait a bit longer, I might mm. not have the season I have, and then I'll never know having a full season in Division One what would it would have been like. So uh, when it came to the move, it was family move, made it easier because I have a daughter that's in mm. going to high school, and she wants mm. to be in woman. so it was. I knew like I like I said the Brazos to means a lot more. I played mm. for Charlie because he backed me. And uh, it's going to be the same with JP. He backs me. He even said that he's willing to give me the captaincy in white ball format. So that was something huge that I couldn't turn down. So it's always about making sure the coach backs you. The leadership committee backs you. The mm. people in the boardroom backs me. And so moving to the Knights was just... Uh, having the backing of everybody in Bloemfontein.
0: team. yes and congratulations for that I think um, for me it's it's about recognition of, of of the season well done and you're one of the top uh, performers bat and ball in 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 division two and that's what I love about this two division system is that um, it's it's it, it's so close now and everybody now has an eye on both that should there be performers at division two they most likely will get, uh, contracts and a few of you other teammates I'm sure will get contracts at some of those Division 1 provinces um, but like so obviously you speak about captaincy is captaincy love to do you you embrace you You like to do uh, and and when did that start uh, to be like a leader on the field and why did you one of the reasons that you enjoy it
2: so I think uh, captaincy came natural to me, natural to me from a young age. I was always mm. wanting to lead, and uh, I have a I'm married to a psychologist, so she's also well driven, and that's what helped me with the mental side as well. So it's, I, when the off off field stuff start uh, affecting me, mm. she's always brought me on the right way. But uh, leadership, you you gotta want it, and not. Uh, just given to you because mm-hmm. you've played 100 games or you're the most senior guy in the team i think you got to want to be the leader in the team so if you're 18 and 19 and you think oh, it's only the old guys that can lead you got to be the leader in the team and stop saying ifs maybe then and, and buts but wanting to be the guy in front that says willing i and it's not always about uh, just making sure that Make sure that everybody's happy in the team and not just yourself would make you a great leader. And uh, I grew up struggling and that's why I made sure that I want to fight and never say, I'm not a Liverpool supporter, but their slogan is something that I looked up to. Mm. And uh, so that was something that also stood by me. So I'm a guy that always uh, backs philosophies and stuff like that. So that was me when I wanted the most this season
0: can i ask so was the move to the nights more about getting um was 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 it predicated on on the on the amount of chances and opportunities that you get across the different formats uh was it was it was, Were you note where you, you do you have the discussion around which formats are going to be uh for them for all for all three formats? yeah it was about those
2: decisions but i just thought that uh I think every youngster. I'm not that young anymore mm. in South Africa. Want to play for South Africa, so I just thought I'll have a better opportunity if I play in Division One. And if I have mm. the same season I had in the past season, I might just put my name in that. So uh, one, one, one or two good knocks. You never know how far you are. So that's that's what also why I it was a no-brainer in playing in Division One cricket.
1: Yeah, fair enough. You should have said you are a Liverpool fan after last night's performance.
2: (laughs) I would be selling myself short if I say I'm a Liverpool supporter. (laughs) (laughs) My team's really struggling at the moment.
0: I wouldn't tell you what's my team,
2: but they're struggling.
0: (laughs) Well, we can guess. Um, We can guess. Um, They they, they, they may be...
2: I just lost you there for a bit now. I'm just saying they
0: might need a little bit of Charlie in the dressing room uh, to galvanise them and and, and turn (laughs) them into a a juggernaut because your Northern Cape last year was so good. Obviously, getting into that final uh, of the one-day cup and also winning the the four-day competition. Which one of those two was the one that you cherished the most? Um, I must say, I
2: I really had an unbelievable four-day season. So I must say... I cherished the four-day trophy. Uh, it was close to my heart. I think any cricketer to average over 50 and take uh, mm. 31 wickets at, the economy, at a strike rate of, I think it was 17 or 18. Yes, I yeah. think uh, I really have to say I, I, I enjoyed the four-day cricket. Uh, I think the guys also made It's fun for us playing the four-day stuff. So I think they really, we wanted the double, Unlucky we didn't have it, mm. but uh, just to get uh, the four-day victory was cherry on cake, and I think everybody that's played for the season this season uh, can take their hats off, because it might have been my knock against Easton's, might have been someone else getting mm-hmm. 20 or 30 that contributed, that didn't even see it, but I think each individual that played for the year this season can take their hat off, and you can walk broad shoulders if in the community because the team is well recognized now in the community and they they supporting the guys hoping that come in 2023 that it will be the team in division one if i may say
1: yeah yeah no, you, you're right it, it was a real team effort there was no there's no shining <laughs> light that, that it was a real team cohesion so it was very easy to see um one thing that was very similar, um, we've had uh, Sean from Berg, we've had Saul Erbeer, uh we've had Neil Brunt on here. And all of them, all of them taught us the importance of playing league cricket in England. Just playing cricket in another country with different, different uh, conditions, different setups. Uh, you played there a, a few years as well. Just talk to us about the importance of that in terms of your career, um, how how it helped you.
2: Yeah. So uh, the UK was keen for me. I was was really key thing for me because even since South Africa, the wickets uh, central is not the same on the coast. So going mm-hmm. to England made sure that uh, you eat the ball later under your eyes. You meet lifelong friends. So cricket's not just about. Uh, your teammates and stuff but when you go abroad and you play in england you make friends for life and i think the english supports uh, south africans uh, open arms and when you when you land there and you do well for their club they'll always want you back but i think uh, just going to england getting used to different balls different conditions it's all a, a big plus in your armory so when you have an uh, opportunity to go to england make sure that you jump on that and mm. it, ma- it, it makes you a better cricketer. It, it, it teaches you discipline off the field. You got to take care of yourself. You won't have your parents to look after you. It starts. So when you have that move to the UK, it starts making mm. you a man and not just a cricketer. So for me, going going abroad was uh, I really enjoyed it. I had uh, about five or six stints. I was going mm. to go this season, but uh, just for family reasons, I had to. To pull out, but uh, I would be in the UK now if I had an opportunity.
0: That's really good. Uh, good to know. Um, look, obviously, looking towards the new the new season, um, do you have any expectations? Any um, any yeah? Any expectations for the new season? Is it a is it a situation of do you have runs in your head or wickets or is it just I want to play the best cricket I have I can play. So,
2: last season I made made sure that I don't think of runs and wickets and stuff. Mm. I just play as uh, enjoyment. I don't need to. So knowing that I've I've signed with with the Knights, I've had I've had uh, about ten four day games, ten one days and twenty twenties. All I'm gonna do is just enjoy it. And if runs comes, if wicket comes, I'll enjoy it even more. But the main thing is to have fun and just play with an open mind. Every time I'm there, I'm not going to put a lot of pressure that I have to win and stuff. Those stuff is just going to be in the bag if it happens. For me, it's just playing cricket, enjoying myself and have fun.
1: Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I think the Knights are very, very lucky to have you. I think uh, think they're going to have a very good cricket in the next, hopefully, the next couple of seasons. Hopefully, it's not just a one-off. Hopefully, you stay Mm -hmm. there a little while. Um, I'm going to finish off with a, a, a nice question. Um, what is your favorite ground in the country?
2: Oh, that, that's a no brainer. If I could uh, walk out to Newlands every day, I would be in Cape Town.
0: Okay. Uh, well, you'll, there'll be a lot more opportunities of playing in Cape Town next season. Yeah. So that's going to be. It's gotten flatter, though. And that's my yeah. only bugbear about, about Newlands is that um, I think has that changed your view of it? Or do you do you like this new flatter? Version? I just
2: like the surroundings. I, I'm not too fussy about wickets and stuff. <laughs> just walking around and seeing the amazing st- ground, seeing the mountain on your left. That's uh, unbelievable.
0: Uh, it's it's truly beautiful. It is it is really beautiful. Um, yeah, just one last thing around the level of competition in division Two. a lot of people uh, would, would want to just check as to how is it from Division 1. I don't think there's too much, but how has was how this season in terms of the level of... How did you find the level of competition um, at this level?
2: Yeah, I think uh, all, all the teams in Division 2 uh, competed well. I think there wasn't one team that you knew, oh, this week you're getting maximum points and stuff. If you travel to Mpumalanga or if you travel to outering it was a big fight. It wasn't just... Uh, it's a walk in the park. We'll get 20 wickets and we'll be back on, we'll have a uh, maximum points. I think every, every team and every coach in division two, I think selected uh, their their best 11 that they thought. And it was, a, it was a proper dog fight every week. It wasn't just you rock up and you mm-hmm. get points. That's,
0: that's yeah. good to know. Um, Aubrey, I just want to say uh, thank you very much for, for joining us on the, on the, on the podcast and the full quota podcast really do appreciate your time. And we want to say all the best next season, um, as a Knights player. Um, I, I support the Lions up here. Tim supports, uh, province, but we'll be looking out for you, um, uh, to just make sure that, um, to see how well you're doing, because you've done a great job this year. And I was truly impressed, um, with what was happening in the Northern Cape actually, before we go, just, Tell us about Mark Charlton. Tell everybody about the man that, that, that he is and the coach that he is.
2: So Mark is uh, he's an easy guy. Mm. If I can break Mark down, he, he does nothing for nothing. He'll rock up one day and piss off everybody, <laughs> but he knows what he's doing. If he thinks that uh, this week uh, we were too laxadaisy, it, it, mm-hmm. and, he, and he's not scared to, to treat you pr- like a proper... Uh, Coach Carter mentality or he mm. turned us around but he knew how to make guys stick. So where mm. if Johnny V wanted to play PlayStation and he 30 balls he would allow him. But make sure that come Thursday you would you would be firing on all cylinders. And Charlie was was first like I said first at training lasted to leave he would throw balls till I think he had blisters on his shoes on his, on his feet. Mm. So his shoes went, I think, a couple of times, but we can't question the guy's work, ethic, and the love for cricket. I think you got if you're a coach, you gotta love this game even more than when you were playing. And I think Charlie's one of the guys that I can say he works for everybody in the team, even if you bat number one, if you bat number eleven, it treats you the same. Regarding of bowling, he was the same. He made sure that each individual be happy before they're leaving even though we came in before but you wouldn't leave not enjoying today's session he was a guy that made everyone happy and he was a good guy to have in the changing
0: room and that's beautiful and that's one of the reasons why you guys are successful a great season um hopefully northern cape can get promoted uh csa just released a press release now around promotion relegation when we started the podcast and okay. they said it's going to be counted over two years. So Northern Cape, well ahead. Well, well ahead. Um, obviously, we'll try to figure out the final details and we'll talk about that on the podcast. But Aubrey, thank you very much for joining us. Wish you all the best with you and your family in Bloom. Um, and yeah, enjoy this next season of cricket. It feels like you've stepped into a a, 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 a land of, of, of promise and, and a period of... of um, of 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 success um and as you say a couple of knocks here and there a couple of wickets here and there and you can find you in the green and gold and that's all we want you know yeah. that's these are the stories that we love to hear and see and talk about because the journey is not over until god says it's over until then we fight hard we do we, we do our best so thank you very much for joining us Audrey.
2: yeah i'm gonna say thanks to you guys for having me on the lovely show uh, hopefully our paths cross and we can meet uh, face-to-face, will be lovely Yes, Not most definitely awesome. Aubrey. I'll,
0: I'll, I'll I'll circle the Knights fixtures in Johannesburg <laughs> and I'll come through to come say hi
2: Okay, thanks guys so, so sure, thank
0: you very much, Aubrey Bye Tim, love that I really, really did love that and the great part about it is that his the fruits of his success is a Division 1 contract and that's what we're talking about, we we're talking about all season you know, yeah. um, you know, and, and, and it's not only going to be him out of that team, it's going to be his other teammates as well. And we're going to talk about that once all the contracts are sorted out and yeah. all the teams are announced. We're going to discuss that a lot. But Tim, thank yeah. you very much, my good man.
1: Yeah, absolute pleasure, oh, always a pleasure. And uh, it was a really, really good chat. Um, mm. I've enjoyed all, all our player chats. Uh, just so, so as you mentioned, mm. that is the end of season one. We will be back. I know you one. <laughs> we'll be back sooner than you think. Don't worry. We're not, we're not taking a massive like month mm-hmm. off or anything. We well, look, there's an, an SAA like,
0: happening that I'm sure you're about.
1: I was looking for, forward to taking like a two week break. <laughs> um, look, yes, but yeah,
0: yeah, I think that's the truth. That's the end of season one of the Full quarter podcast. We'll be back better than ever at the start of season two. I think the next time the protests play cricket, which will probably be in July, but we might do some shows in between to start off to whet your appetite for the new cricketing season. Like I spoke about the contracts, once those contracts are sorted out, we're going to have a look and have all the teams talking about who's done what, who's done where, and then we're going to move slowly into that English summer when the Pro tiers now start playing. We've got a T20 tour to India slightly before then, so we're going to talk about that. So whenever the Pro tiers are back, we'll be back, but we're not necessarily committing to everything right now. We just need to take a break. It's been a long season. Tim, thank you very much for the idea of, of, of starting this podcast um and and i really do i'm really thankful for that and we're just going to go bigger and better and maybe even have more guests on but outside of that thank you very much uh my friend have a good day and to everybody who's listening and watching we're live on youtube please remember follow us on all the social media platforms um and hit that notification bell because we might just go live in case somebody gets fired in the next couple of months (laughs) so just just watch out for that but outside of that thank you very much tim thank you very much everyone for watching and listening goodbye mm-hmm. and